Welcome back to the Men After God podcast, where you will hear conversations to equip the next generation of godly men. On each episode, we bring biblical truth on a wide range of topics impacting the lives of men. And it's our heart's desire to help you to strengthen and deepen your relationship with God so that you can fulfill your God-given purpose. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Jason, and I want to thank you all for listening in. The title of today's discussion is A Call to Action. This is a challenge for us as men to put into action what we read in God's word. And then we take it a step further today and we talk about how and where to put God's word into action in our lives. So I encourage you to take good notes, but please enjoy this important and timely discussion with the men after God. All right, praise God. So again, thank you brothers for joining us today. I've got a word from the Lord for you, and I'm excited about what God is going to say to us, because as you know, as one who ministers the word of God, the word is for me too. So it's not just for you. I have to eat on this word too. So I trust that you guys are going to be uh, encouraged, challenged, motivated by what God wants to say to us today. So before we get going, I just want to take a moment to just have a word of prayer. So, Father, we just thank you right now for continuing to be our rock, Lord God. I thank you for these mighty men of honor and valor and integrity that have joined me uh, on this uh, online call today, Lord God. I thank you for doing great things on their behalf, Lord God. We love you, Father. We thank you for all that you are. We thank you for all that you do for these mighty men of God who are present with me live right now, Lord God, and for those that will listen to this podcast in the future, Lord God. We just thank you, Father. We love you. We trust you. And we pray that this word will penetrate our hearts and provoke a change in our lives, Lord God. Help us to become more like you, Lord God. We love you. We glorify the matchless name of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, as you guys know, I always spend any time that we come before you guys with uh, anything that we're doing, anything that we're working on, we do spend time in prayer before the Lord and regarding what we're going to talk about and what he wants to say to us. And so uh, what I believe God wants us to, to cover today, and I know y'all might not have your notebooks ready, but uh, from what I was hearing from the Lord, it is time for his men, for God's men to do, to do, right? Y'all like, what are you talking about? To do. Well, as always, we got to go to the word of God and pay attention to what God is teaching us through his word. So I'm going to read a scripture from the book of James, uh, chapter one, verses 22 through 24. This is going to be out of the New Living Translation. Uh, verse 22 says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Or if you listen to the word, and don't obey. It's like glancing at your face in a mirror. 24 says, you see yourself, you walk away, and then you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Amen? So we've, we've heard this, uh, this passage before where God reminds us not to just be a hearer of the word, but to be a doer of the word. Uh, so if you go back to what God wants to say to us, not just for this year, but for our lives as men, it is time to do, it's time to demonstrate, it's time to walk out God's word in our lives on a daily basis. So go back to the scripture, it's like you looking at your face in a mirror. You know what you look like, but you look in this mirror and you see yourself, but you walk away and you forget what you look like. But he says, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, if you look into his word, his word sets us free, it makes us free. And if you do what it says, if you do what his word says, and it says, if you don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. So it's the doing that we want to focus on today. It is the, the, the time, it's our season that we're in right now to do, right? So even though we've seen all this stuff uh, it seems as if 2020 is still continuing. I, I saw a meme that said that it's really December 37th of 2020. So as we know, it's only 31 days in December, but it seems like this 
this thing is continuing to go on. I believe God wants us to know that we don't have to allow uh, this, this time, the cares of this world, the distractions in this world, the things to, we don't have to allow these things to keep us from fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. It's time to do. It's time for us to do. We hang around folks that, um, and we've probably been guilty of it ourselves. We spend a lot of time talking about what we're about to do, what we're planning to do, what I'm going to do. And then you look at the end of, end of the year and we say to ourselves, man, why didn't I do? So we look back to 2020 and I know it was a very different year, uh, but there may have been some things that God told us to do and we just didn't do them. There's some things that God wanted us to accomplish in 2020 and we, and we, we didn't get to it, right? So I want you to, to, to think about this word um, because we have to first look into God's word. We can't look to uh, the who's going to be president or who's coming into the office or who's, uh, who's going to be the mayor or who's going to be the governor. We cannot look to these, uh, these individuals or people on your job, whomever. We have to begin to look to God. We have to look to God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that will guide us. He's the one that will help us through this time. So this word is for me. I don't want to spend time talking over and over and over again about what I'm getting ready to do. I want to do it. I want to do what God's called me to do. I want to be everything that he's called me to be. I want to walk as a son of God in this earth. I want to walk with authority. I want to walk with dominion. I want to walk with power in this life, in my everyday life, everyday life. That's what I want to do. I want to do, uh, I want to do God's will for my life. And if you don't know, God's got an awesome purpose for you, man of God. And he doesn't want you to be aimless. You know, my, my kids have this, uh, they play the, uh, some of the video games. And they're not like video games like when we grew up. When we grew up, there were video games that were, you know, there was a, a battle. It was levels to it. You fought the boss at, at a different level. And then at the very end, you fought the big boss. And you got the princess at the end, right? It was, it was sort of a you know, it was progressive, right? And there was something at the end of it. Uh, my, my kids now and other kids, they play these games where there's, there's literally no end. It's just, they're just aimless walking around these different levels, bumping into people who are online. You know, they, they all look different. They're all, it's just, it's almost, I can't, I can't grasp it. I can't understand it myself. So I don't, I, you know, it doesn't fit what, in terms of my understanding of what progression and levels and overcoming uh, should be. If, it's if the whole focus of the thing is to really be aimless, right? And that's not what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to be aimless. He doesn't want our families to be aimless. He doesn't want us to be uh, just out and about doing stuff without some type of intentionality in our lives. And so, again, as I talked about before, the, the word that I believe God wants us to know is, is to do. It's time for us to do. Demonstrate. Praise God. And so all you guys know, if you've been in Brother to Brother for a while, we talk about four key areas of focus for men. One is our personal walk with God. Number two, we talk about our families. Then we talk about our local house, having an influence there, and then having an influence in our community. And if you pause and think about it for a minute, that's really an inside out perspective. It's working on yourself, your individual self first with God's help and using God's word. And then as you grow in God, now you can influence your family. Now you can influence your local house. Now you can influence your community really uh, with the backing, with the support, with the authority of the word of God. So I hope that that made sense, praise God. But the thing is, is, is you know, it's not just about doing. You know, I'm talking about to do, but you know, a lot of us, we can, and I've been guilty of it myself, like I can just go and get a thought and I can start doing something. It don't have nothing to do with what God wanted me to do, right? So that's not the type of doing that I'm talking about. When I say doing, I mean, we have to allow our hearts to first be changed. We have to allow the word of God to change our hearts in the first place. When that happens, then our doing our activities, our actions, our decisions, these things will be with purpose. These things will be uh, intentional. And if you think about the word of God, it says, don't forget what you heard. Don't forget what you heard. Don't just hear, 
right? Don't just hear. Don't forget what you heard. And so when we're spending time in prayer and in study and in worship with the Lord, don't forget what you heard. Because if you forget what you heard, then you won't do it. And so to, as we think about that framework where I talked about the four key areas, I just want to spend a few moments to helping us really to, to think about how we can dominate in this new year and beyond. I want to win. We're men. We're born to, to conquer. We're born to, to dominate everything that, everything that our hands touch. We're born to, to, to overcome, to build, to build up, to strengthen. That's, that's in us. That's why a lot of us, you know, you got the little guys, they don't want to sit still. They want to, they want to go, right? It's just a different, uh, we're just, we're, we're different and we're specially made, uh, handcrafted by God. He made us and he purposed us to dominate. This is what God wants us to do as men. And so I want you to think about this word to, in terms of us demonstrating the word of God, in terms of us doing the word of God. Think about it in, these, uh, in terms of these four key areas that I'm talking about. The first one that we're going to talk about is personally, on a personal level, on our personal level with God. This is where we need to uh, have time to uh, talk to the Lord. This is where we need to have, make time, take time to be in God's face because we have to first work on this personal relationship that we have with the Lord. This is, the, this is what matters. This is the most important thing. Just us and God talking to him, you and God, you and God make up the majority. Did you know that? So I want you to think about on a personal level, I want you to get to a place where you, we can reposition ourselves under God's authority. Now, I'm not the only person that's, that's made mistakes in my life where I've, 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 I had that thought, I had the thought, and then I'm like, let me go do. And God has been nowhere in the mix. I don't want to keep living my life like that where I'm living outside of his will, outside of his covering and making decisions for my life and for my family where I'm not even considering God, where, I'm not, where, I, where I haven't gotten my orders from God. So on a personal level, uh, I want to encourage you to focus this, this year, and even during this time of quarantine, to focus on your relationship with God. So what does that really mean? What does it mean to focus on your relationship with the Lord? And if you have some comments, feel free to, to, to pop them into the chat box. In terms of what God has given me to share with you, it means that we have to continually make sure that we're spending quality time with God in prayer, in worship, in studying his word. Notice I didn't say reading the word. Reading the word is important, but it's a studying the word of God. That's a different level. I read the newspaper. I read what's online, but five minutes later, it's, it's, it's gone out of my mind. I don't think about it anymore, right? We don't want the word of God to be like that. And this is super important. It's so important because if we can get this personal relationship right, if we can partner with God in a way that will be uh, beneficial for us, we can be ministering to the Lord, uh, worshiping God, spending time in prayer. If we get this right, brothers, it's going to influence and it's going to overflow into every area of our lives. Everything that we do as men of God, if we can get the, this, this personal relationship right with God, I'm telling you, I guarantee you're going to see success in every single area of your lives. I don't want you to get into this thing where, you know, it's where we're like, all right, I'm working on my money. All right, well, now I'm working on my health. And then I'm working on getting organized. And then I'm working on uh, being friendly. I'm working on trying to find a mate, trying to find a, a, a wife. All of these things, this stuff is exhausting, brothers. It's exhausting because that's where we get into the juggle where we're juggling things. What you want to do, what we want to do, and what I got to do more is to spend time with God, understand his will for my life. When I do that, when I spend time with him, when I talk to him, when I hear from him, when I'm walking with him, hand in hand, foot step by step with the Lord, that's where the foundation for my life comes. That's where the foundation of strength comes in my life, when I'm working and walking and in true partnership with God, when I have that foundation, now, now I can go, go into any, face any situation 
and I can overcome any obstacle because I am strengthened and I'm urged on and provoked by the word of God, by my relationship with the Lord. I will know who I am by spending time in his word because his word tells me who I am. His word tells me that I was born to, to dominate, to subdue. I was born to replenish here in this earth. I was born to rule. Our apostle teaches all the time that you were born to win. You're born to win in everything that you do. And you don't have to uh, look at these mountains in your lives. The word of God says that we can speak to mountains and we can tell those things to be moved. It may be a health issue, whatever it is, you can speak to. This is what the Bible teaches us. And you guys may be thinking like, you know, Jason, I messed up. You may be thinking that I messed up so much and I messed up so bad that I can't, I can't come back from this thing. What I want you to know today that you, there's nothing that's too hard for God. There's no position that you've gotten yourself into. There's no mistake that you've made that, uh, that, that, that God can't get you out of. The word of God teaches us that God makes a way of escape for us. There's things that I've gotten myself into, but God has made a way of escape because I, I look to him like, God, I messed up. I need to get out of this thing. If you think about our, our children, sometimes when they, when they do something bad, they, they try to cover it up sometimes. They don't want you to know. That's how we act as, as men sometimes. We make mistakes. We say the wrong things sometimes uh, to our children or to our spouses. And then we just, we just kind of ignore it or we mess something up financially or we make a bad decision without the counsel of the Lord. And then instead of coming back to him, instead of coming back to him, we, we just, we, we, we hide from him. Adam did it in the garden. He went in and he knew he messed up and they tried to hide themselves from God. God knew where they were at in the book of Genesis. God knew where they were. He was just asking them, where are you? Right? So I'm, I want to ask the, ask the men of God that are on today and that are, that are listening in the future. Where are you? We don't, don't hide from God. He, he's, he's the one that's going to fix it. Let him repair it. We have watches. When the watch stopped working, we go get, a, we go get it fixed. But when we mess up in our lives, we, we, we hide it. We try to cover it up. We try to deal with it and suck it up. And I'm like, I got to, you know, we're like, I, I don't need nobody to help me with this. Yeah, we do. And it's not a, and it's not this, uh, it's not a criticism to go to God. God's not this, this, this big old mean God that he's going to tell you like, hey, no, son, this is the way you need to do it. And we got to be ready to receive that. And so I want you to remember that there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing that God's grace can't handle. There's nothing that you've ever done in your life, nothing you've ever done in your life, no mistake that you've ever made in your life that God has not forgiven, that he has not forgiven you of. But you need to, to, to come to him. He's ready. He's here. He's, God's got his hand out for us, man of God, on our personal lives. This is why we, you know, we, 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 can't, we can do some things, but I want to do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Praise God. And so many, so many uh, uh, brothers, you know, we, you know, when it comes to our personal relationship with the Lord, we all know some, some guys that have said, well, I've read the entire Bible. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you've read the entire Bible. Hey, hey, that's awesome. That's an awesome thing. But I want to ask you, what did you get out of it? What did you learn? That's the next question. What did you learn? Did you learn who God, who God is? All right. So it's, it's when I said earlier about, you know, don't just, don't just read the word of God, study the word of God. And so when it comes to that personal walk and when it comes to spending time with God, I want to encourage you and tell you to slow down a little bit, take time, meditate on the scriptures. You're looking for someone to start somewhere to start, go to Proverbs, go to Genesis. So I just want you to make sure that, that you guys are, are well able, praise God, to spend time with him, spend time in the word and allow it to truly sink in. That's how hearts change. Some, sometimes even, if any, even in our reading, you may be like, I read 10 chapters today. That's great. But I want you to take, find one scripture and I want you to meditate on it. Some of us may have to get a different version, but I want you to meditate on it. I want you to meditate on what God's word says. Amen. So I, I, I thank God for the, the comment, brother. Yes, we, we, we can't hide from God, right? We can't hide from God. We can't, we can't hide from him. 
right? We, we're hiding from our parents. We're hiding. It's time for us to come out. It's time for you to be revealed, man of God, in your home, in your family, wherever it is. Continuing on with this personal focus, again, this is where I'm going to spend more time because this is the most critical component of the four areas that, we, that we've talked about. Every year, everybody does res resolutions, right? And it's re they resolve to do something different this year. It's not just about having goals. This is the year. This is a, a time I believe God wants us to develop a strategy. A strategy is different than a goal. Goals are what you want to do, right? But strategy is something totally different. If y'all remember when we were younger, don't be, you know, don't let me be the only one. There were times when we were younger, like in our late teens, early 20s, we would just get in the car with our friends, right? And we, we would just be like, all right, well, let's, where are we going? I don't know. We don't know where we're going. All right, well, let's just, let's, just, let's just go see what we can get into. That was, the, that was our response. And everybody in the car was like, all right, cool. Let's just do it. Let's just ride around. No, we, we, we can't ride around no more doing nothing. I can't live my life like that anymore. I can't just get in the car and let's just see what, what, what's going to happen. Let's go see what's what. Let's just go see who over there. Let's go see what they're doing. There's too much uncertainty there. I, got to have a, I have to have a strategy. I have to have a strategy for my life. A strategy says it's not just what I'm going to do, but it's the why I'm doing it, the how I'm going to get there, what I'm going to need along the way, where I'm going to stop to refuel, and then what am I going to do when I get there? We need a strategy. The Bears aren't just going to show up and play a team on Sunday. There's a plan. There's a plan of attack to position themselves for a win. No, no athlete does that. No sports team does that. We don't want to do that anymore. I don't want you guys or me. Y'all see me just aimless doing something. Stop me. Tell me. Talk to me. Hey, Jason, what you doing? Right? I don't want to, we can't get in the car and ride around no more. We got to go somewhere. My time, our, our time is too precious to uh, just kind of get in the car and go, let's go, let's go see what's what. And when I say it's time to do, it's time to execute, have goals, have a strategy, walk this plan out. It's time to execute. But don't forget, guys, don't forget to do this at a pace that is with, uh, and really in keeping with your relationship with the Lord and keeping with what you're hearing from God. Because, you know, we, we get a thought and we go. We, we get an idea from the Lord and we go. And God, just, sometimes he's just like, hey, I just want you to mull this over right now. I didn't say go start the business right now and go do this and go all these other things. I just want you to, he just want to drop things in our spirits sometimes. And I want you to have a plan of attack. You know, if you remember uh, the Bears coach years ago, you know, he, he had a plan. He, he broke up the season into quarters. He was like, I'm just going to focus on these first four games. And he felt like if he could win the majority of his games in each of those quarters and then they would have a really great shot at making the playoffs and doing something different and, and being able to compete. So even in your life, pause. What, what, what can I, I have my long-term goal of things I want to do this year. How can I continue? How can I walk towards that month to month? How can I move towards that? Amen. I'm going to bring in Pastor Terrence real quick. I know he's, uh, and I want him to, to, to talk about something. And this is still related to your personal, your personal relationship with the Lord. I want him to talk about something uh, that he, he kind of put us on. He put me on, I would say, probably in the last four or five months or so. And every time I hear it, it, uh, it makes me smile because it's like, yes, this is it. So uh, one of the things that we have to do as men in our personal walk with the Lord, if we're going to be doers of the word of God, we have to get out of our feelings. So I'm going to let Pastor Terrence give y'all a snippet on what that is, because we're going to have a whole session on what it means to get out of your feelings as men. Go ahead, Pastor Terrence. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And um, Pastor Jason, we just thank you for all that you have been teaching us thus far. And so in, and to go further in this personal relationship, it's going to be crucial for us as men to um, get out of our feelings because if we move in, in, in all that we do relocated our feelings, then uh, it'll hinder our growth and we will not see the success. Or matter of fact, we will say that, you know what, well, 
I tried that relationship thing with God, but I didn't see any results. I didn't feel uh, any change. I didn't feel any difference in what I was doing. So I got out of that. Well, God has not actually even caused for us to move in the realm of feeling. So it's not necessarily about what feels good, uh, what feels right, but rather by faith. And it's to know even when uh, you don't feel a reward, right? So say, for instance, say, you know, I tried this righteous thing and doing things as we call right, quote unquote, by the book. And you say, but you know what, but man, I don't feel like I'm, I'm getting respected in my house. I'm going to just go from that perspective, right? You say, well, I don't feel no respect in my house. So why should I continue with it? But that's not the basis of why we as men do what we do. The whole point is, is that God wants us to walk in the spirit, not in the realm of feelings, in the five, in the five senses, right? Where we can taste, touch, hear, smell, and touch, you know, those things. We want to, uh, move by the spirit because if we stay in the realm of feelings then we will always be on a, a roller coaster we're always on a roller coaster so uh there's never any stability and then of course if we're in our feelings then by default we're not in the spirit and so to only the bible says that uh for the true worshipers worship god in spirit and in truth and so if the enemy can keep us in the realm of feeling, so what would make us feel like we're a man? Isn't that something though? How, how, how many times do we uh, do things to feel like a man rather than to just be a man? And so uh, we would want people in our ear. Uh, we would want to do things. We may even want to wear certain clothes. We uh, may want to make certain purchases uh, to all to feel like a man rather than to be a man. What what the Lord has called us to be uh, by His Word enough, and that's the that's the beauty of of faith is that no God's word is true. It don't have to come with a feeling. You know, because the feeling is really not the essence of truth. It's the faith that comes, you know. Um, you know, oftentimes, sometimes people in church, they, or even if you're not in church, they may say, oh, I feel Holy Spirit, and which is good, which is good. But understand that way before you had that feeling, that Holy Spirit was already there. You know what I'm saying? Before you ever got to the, to the uh, hair being raised on your arm, that, that God was there because God uh, is, is not moved in, in just in feelings. Amen. And so that's just, uh, that's just really the basis of, of it all is that we don't want to move off an emotional realm. Though uh, sometimes as men, we want to say that just women are emotional, but, but that's not true. They're not the only ones. We are just as, it's just we just demonstrate it uh, differently. Amen. But nevertheless, it, all of us, whether we're male or female, we have to get it, uh, put it in a proper context with our relationship uh, with the Lord. And so uh, just be encouraged and just know that with God, all things is possible. So um, putting God first and moving uh, from your spirit, because your spirit man is actually willing but it's the flesh that that tax on the life experiences that that wants uh that always try to bring back the memories of how you felt in traumatic situations and things and so that's what we want to numb that's what we don't want or when when we thought that we were the happiest that's what we want to try to re retrieve again so it's like a false high right but God says, no, I have something that's far greater, uh, which is which is my presence, which is my word, which is the, the more sure word of prophecy. And, and it works. And so it's not necessarily out of a, um, a trial basis type of situation. You know, sometimes we, we subconsciously do that. Like, I'm going to try this for a little bit. I'm going to do this for a little bit. But if it doesn't, well, you know, the reality of it is, if we're thinking like that, we're not moving in faith. And, and, and so for us, if, if we're going to have um, success in our relationship uh, with the Lord, for us to be able to disciple or to, uh, for somebody else to look at our life, to want to replicate it, we have to be all in with God. And so if we didn't learn anything else from this past year is to know that, you know what, God, I'm, I'm truly convinced that you are my source. 
that it that it'll never come from a governmental system that it'll never come from off of my um the melanin in my skin or the lack thereof uh that it'll never come uh from my job or anything else but lord you are my source and i submit to that you know and um the last thing i'm gonna say this in reference to um about feelings and having that in check is that if you know that you was uh, offend your spouse or if you wronged your your child or or somebody wronged you right people would want to respond you you know you will want to say hey I'm, I'm sorry for that i apologize uh, for that but sometimes pride get in a way where we won't even acknowledge where we were in error but how so how much more uh for god that in that relationship with god if we haven't been doing that if we haven't been um walking um in, in humility if, if we know that we have did some things that offended the lord then to, to to be humble enough and not allow pride to get in the way um instead of saying you know like what pastor jason said about how if a child did something wrong they want to try to hide it and try to act like that no have a real being a real man is saying hey you know what dad i was wrong i apologize i know you told me this way I still tried it the other way. Help me, you know. And then God honors that, right? He he like he likes men that's straight up and straightforward. He you see some so much more success. So that's all I wanted to say in reference to your uh, your feelings. And thank you again, uh, man of God. Hey, praise God! I, I want to scream because I want to be like, yes, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Amen. That was perfect. We're gonna talk about that. Like I've had to apologize to my own son and i've i don't want to say i've gotten in the habit of that but it took i had to get over pride because it's like no nah, i'm the father i don't need to apologize to you i don't I'm, I'm raising my son i need to be different i need to be what god has called me to be i need to demonstrate that as a dad right and some people might be like oh, i'm not apologizing to no child that's not what even what it's even about Right. So it's, it's, it's so much more we can go on uh, with that one. Pastor Terrence, thank you for, uh, for hopping in real quick for that special, uh, special segment right there. Uh, when you think about your personal relationship with the Lord. So that is the most important thing when it comes to us as men, spending time with the Lord, getting out of our feelings, talking to him. Uh, and it takes, we got to overcome pride to even come and even come to God. Pride wants to keep you from doing that, all right? So we talked about, thank you, Pastor Terrence, again, I appreciate you uh, so much. Uh, we talked about the personal level. Number two, I'm going to be a little bit faster here. We, with, when it comes to our family, this is an area where our personal relationship will help us as husbands, as fathers, uh, as leaders in our homes. And so the number one thing that we want to think about is that we have to truly become the priests of our homes. We have to be the priests of our homes. We have to be the, not just in charge, or I'm the man and I'm, I'll do what I say. No, be the priest of your home. That means be submitted to God. That means to come take what God has given you as the head of the home and to take that and to now feed your family with it. That's what that means. So we have such an opportunity to help to strengthen and build up our families, but we gotta be spirit led. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Every day and every decision, be spirit led. And so even on a practical note, even on a practical note, when it, when it comes to being uh, the, the true priests of our homes or fathering uh, those in our home, getting the best out of those in our home, one thing that we got to do is we actually got to pay attention to what's happening in our homes. We got to pay attention to what's happening in our families and we have to get ourselves involved. So you got to know what's happening at the, your, your, your kids' schools. What are, what are they being taught at your school? What are they being taught? What are they learning about? What are your family members watching? What are they listening to? What are your kids studying in school? Does it agree with God's word? We have to test these things. We have to be, uh, we got to be watchers of what's happening in our home. It can't just be, well, my wife's taking care of all that. She knows what's going on with the kids. No, I need to know what's going on. What are they talking about? What are they teaching? Right? And then, you know, as, as it relates to this, y'all heard me use the word to father our families. Miles Monroe talked about how, 
how when uh, women are walked down the aisle by their fathers, what he said was really happening is that one father is making the handoff to your wife's new father. He says that as the role in our roles as husbands, we have to even father our wives. And I know that may be different than what you've heard before, but to father, it means to cultivate. It means to get the best out of our children. It means to get the best out of our wives so that they can help fulfill their God-given purpose. Praise God. That's what that means. So we, it's to, to go from one father to the next father, that may, that may be a little bit different in the mind. We got we to gotta wrap our minds around that one. But that's how we're able to. I got to father my family. I got to feed my family. I, not just the natural food. I mean, the Bible teaches us that, that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we're living by what we get from God. Now we have to bring that to the house. Praise God. And then the last thing here with the family, we have to have a vision for our home. We got to have a vision for our home. We have to. I, I thought I had one. I'm going to be honest. I thought I had one. I had goals. It wasn't a vision. It wasn't a plan. But I want you get to get to a place in your life where you have a vision for your home. And so my hope uh, is, is this year to develop a template for men to use in developing a vision for their lives and for their homes. Sometimes we just need a, we just need a, 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 a template. We just need a, a, a plan. Just give me a little bit of structure and then they can kind of, we can kind of run with it. Amen. So that's number two. That's the family. Praise God. And then the third one in our churches, in our local, local houses. Yes, I know we are the church, but in our local houses, are there places, are there roles that we can step into? so that we can begin to help someone else because I'm spending time with, the, with God and I'm, I'm learning about who I am. I'm helping to support things in my family. Is there a place where I can demonstrate further? Can I serve in my local house, amen? This is a way for us to get plugged into your local house get in a way for you to express God's love really through service, guys. And I love how it, in, a, in the house of God, it doesn't matter what you do from nine to five, but when we come together in God's house, we're just all servants. You might be the CEO on the job. You may be the mayor. You may be the governor. But when you come in God's house, you're a servant. You know, all the other trappings don't matter. We're all on the same page here. So, you know, brothers that may be on the call now or may listen in the future, you know, if you work in technology, can you help your local house set up their computer network? Can you help, can you help in that regard? You may be like, you know, where can I be helpful? You know, if you're pretty handy, can you paint a mural? Can you help with stage designs? If you're handy, can you help maybe people in the community that may need help learning how to fix a, a, a tire, a flat tire, whatever it is. But you want to seek God and find out what is it that I can do, God? And I, I think it's, it's sometimes we forget that, you know, we all have something to give that fits into the vision of your local house. And this matters. I want you to remember that it matters because God has put solutions in you that only you can deliver to your local house. So there's something in you, but you got to get partnered with the local house. Amen. I heard this really sad story about a gentleman during this time of COVID who was very active in his, uh, very active in his ministry. I think he was on staff there. He was one of the ministers there. He actually left his church. He left his church family over during the COVID season you know, last year, mid last year or so. And he said the reason that he left is because his church wasn't doing enough to connect with people during the time of COVID. So he felt like the church wasn't, didn't have enough activities online. They weren't doing enough phone calls. They weren't doing, uh, they weren't connecting with the people and he just didn't like that. And so he decided to move on. And so if you think about what I'm just talking about right now, the reason that he, he doesn't realize that the reason that he felt this way, and I think his concerns are valid, uh, they may be valid, but the, the, the thing that he has to remember is that that solution, that, that problem, he may have been the solution to that problem. And instead of approaching the, the leaders of his house and say, hey guys, I really see this gap here. I'm really getting in my spirit that there's people out here that need, that need something. And so instead of speaking up, he unplugged himself and walked away. That's not what God wants us to do. 
God wants us to see a problem and be like, hey, I think we should be focusing a little bit more. I'm just, I'm getting this. And he may not have the skill set to be able to do all the technological stuff, but sometimes just bringing the, the issue and presenting a possible solution. Don't, don't be like that. And I bring that up because it's important for you to know what you can deliver to your local house. And if you're partnering with the Lord in the first place, you won't look and say, hey, well, they're not doing this and they're not doing that and we're finger pointing instead of being part of the solution. A lot of times problems will persist. They'll, they'll continue until we do something about it because that, that, that thing that's bothering you, there's something, a lot, something that's close to your purpose for that. Uh, it's something about your purpose that, you know, that you're bugged by homelessness or that you're really bothered by uh, people who don't have financial literacy or, or health literacy. There's something in your purpose that you need to, to talk to the Lord about if those are uh, some pain points for you. And then number four, we'll finish up here. The last one is community. There's so many ways for you to serve in your community. You, you know where you can start? You can start with your neighbors. You can start with the people right next to you and think about how can I express God's love through service? Are there committees? Are there school boards? Is there something that I can do to help my community? Can I express God's love through service? There may be another guy that you know that needs help managing money instead of just being like, man, this guy don't know how to get his money together. Or this guy doesn't know how to fix cars. Or this guy doesn't know how to cut his grass. Why don't you offer to help? That's what we do in the kingdom. We help. And it's not a criticism to someone just say, hey, do you need some help with this? There's a concern for others when you're spending time with God. Like he, he, something in you will develop this heart for other people, this heart for service, praise God will help you to achieve what God wants you uh, to do in your life. Amen. And one of the things, last things I want to mention is that, you know, for my own, as I've been revising the vision for my house, one of the principles, one of the things that's important uh, to me, and I believe God has impressed us upon my heart, is for me and my family to begin to stand up and speak up for believers and for the kingdom of God and for the word of God. And so I added, a, there was a point that I added that, uh, that says to, to be a kingdom voice in all that we do. And for us, that means that we have to call right, right, and we have to call wrong things wrong according to the word of God. And we have to stand up and we have to speak out about it. We, we cannot be passive. I don't want my uh, children growing up passive and seeing things that go against the will of God and the, the plan of God and the purpose of God that we know is wrong. I want my family, my children's children to begin to be, to have the mindset that says, you know what, we need to speak up about this. Amen. And if you can't do anything else for your community, pray for your nation, pray for your community. Quit criticizing your community and start praying for it. Praise God. Start praying for them. Ask God how you can be used to shift the economic, political, and the social environment around you. That's where, domin that's where you can dominate dominate your environment. Oh man, look at my neighborhood. They ain't doing nothing. No, begin to pray for it. Ask God to help you. How can you be part of the solution for your community? All right. That's what we're talking about. These are the pillars of a man of God. These are the things that, that, that God has called us to do, to focus on our personal walk with him, to focus on our families, to be great, mighty, great and mighty men of God, invisible men of God, in our local house? And then how can we influence our community? Amen. So at least these changes happen uh, step by step. Amen. But keep in mind that this is, uh, an, it's an inward, uh, inside out situation. It's an inside out emphasis, but it must happen. The hearts must change first. Then my home will change. Then well, first, the, the hearts will change. Then I will change. Then my family will change. Then I'll influence my local house then I'll be an influence in my community. So I hope that you guys can, uh, can grab a hold of what I'm talking about. And I know there's so many other things that we could talk about. And we could talk about getting your money right this year. If you're not getting your relationship right with God, your money issue will still be the same as it was the last couple of years. Amen. I don't want anybody that's listening live with us today or in the listening in the future. I don't want you to look back 12 months and be like, man, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't take action. Because the Bible teaches us to be a doer of God's word. 
And don't forget what you've learned. That's what the Bible said. Don't forget what you've learned as you go through these things over the months ahead. Amen. So uh, that is it in terms of uh, what God has given me for you. Amen. So I'm going to pause there and I'm going to open it up for everyone. If you uh, have comments or anything like that, if there's any questions, comments, I want you to think about what is it that keeps us from doing we got to identify and ask the Holy Spirit to show us where am I missing it, God? And everything can be perfect in your life. You but ask God, hey God, where can I be better? All right, just because you shot 85% from the free throw line last year, don't mean you can't get to 90% this year. All right. We always want to be getting better. So just some some things for you guys to think about. Hey man, it's just uh something I want to just uh comment about. Just earlier this week, I had spoke with a friend of mine um, that I've known for, well, I've known this man since I was uh, 17. And so uh, it's, it's, it's been a while, almost 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he he's a nurse. He have, uh, have his master's degree in nursing and um, financial, in, in the financial world he he's he's good he's good and and so now he's he's close to 50 and he said this to me he said you know terrence i have accomplished i have got all the things that i have been working so hard for um all of these years he 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 have the um the foreign cars he have the foreign cars he have a, a big house um he redid his garage and got his own workout center in there, you know, like he, he, he's financially said, not in need of anything, making real estate moves. And, but his whole point is this, is that he have told me the same thing literally three times. The last three times that he have talked to me, he have said the same comment over and over. And so I know that the reality of it is, is this, is that it's not just him. There's other men that may be in the process of chasing what we feel would would be our success. But the reality of it is, is that as the friend of mine that I know, he has been doing it without the honoring and submitting to the presence of the Lord. And so no matter what he does, uh, he's, he, he still feels empty. He still feels less than. He does not feel accomplished because he's not walking in his purpose. It, it, it was nothing wrong with the cars. There's nothing wrong with the house. There was it's nothing wrong with the real estate moves or going up, um, you know, having his master's degree. But the point is, it's the order of how he does it. And, and just to echo what Pastor Jason said, if you do not have that relationship with God right first, everything else will still be a blur. So it's like he's still chasing the wind. And so um, I'm, I'm giving the testimony of this brother in which, you know, uh, the, me and him still conversing, just ministering to him on that level. But we can learn from other people's uh, go through, right? They don't have to always be us. And so if we find ourselves down that road, we, let's pause and let's get on the right track and keep it moving. And so, yeah, that's all I wanted to share. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's awesome. It's, um, I, I will be transparent here and say, I understand where he, you know, you get to a certain place and you've, you've done some things and you could be like, you know, what's it all for? Right. And, uh, but I thank God that and I trust it for that man and God, that God to give him, you know, and even more so like a sense of purpose. You know, it's, it's a lot of, it's easy to, I don't want to say success is easy, but there are men and women out there that have grown tremendously success-wise financially, but they're still empty inside. And, you know, that's, that's, that's exactly it, man. That's what we're trying to get to is to, um, to live a life where God is the one that fulfills us because these things, the, the job, the, the, the new position, the, how many more, how many, my wife always laugh at me. She's like, how many TVs can you buy? Right. You, I got plenty of TVs. How many can I get? All right. You got the new this and you got the new that, right. We're constantly 
there's nothing wrong with having these things. I mean, the Bible teaches us that God gives us all things richly, all things richly to enjoy. But if you're looking for fulfillment in these things, in that job, or, or you're looking for an identity in the job, or you want the promotion so you can feel better about yourself, like I've, I've accomplished this, I've gotten to this level now, um, then I, 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 I guarantee within a short period of time that that sense of unfulfillment will come in real quick and reminds you like, yeah, this is okay, but you know, but you really love it when you work with those little guys around the corner, around the street. You really love it when you coach that team. There's something extra about it when you're coaching that team, right? So it's, it's, the, it's the thing where it's like I'm coaching a team every now and then, but I love it, but it, don't, it may not pay your bills, right? So it's finding that place where God can really, um, you know, use that. It's sometimes like God may call you to be a coach or a pastor or, or, uh, or whatever, whatever it is, but there's so much fulfillment, but it's got to be found in God, man, in God, like you were saying, because uh, it's, it's, I know a lot of folks that are doing all right. And I think we, we both do. We know folks that are doing all right for themselves, but then it's like, you know, what's next, right? And they're looking for the next thing. So appreciate the comment there, man, of God. Pastor Terrence, would you mind praying with us? All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this uh, for this day. We thank you for this podcast, Lord God. We thank you for this platform for us to learn, to grow, to be transparent, Lord God. We thank you for uh, being intentional and strategic about what we need in this season of our life, Lord God. I thank you for each and every male that is present, Lord God, that is plugged in. I thank you, Lord God, for uh, for Mike, Lord God. I thank you for him and his household. And I thank you for uh, for Brother Mark, Lord God, as well as Brother Barry Hill, Brother Benson, Lord God, uh, Pastor Jason and myself, Lord God, and any other brothers that would even uh, to, to chime in on this podcast and to share it with someone else. Uh, so, Lord God, we just pray that, that we would be intentional about all that we do. We pray, Lord God, that we would not just be hearers of this podcast, but also be doers of the word that was within this podcast. And so we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. We have to not just hear God's word, but we have to do it also. In other words, we have to put God's word into action in our lives on a daily basis. And why, you might ask? Because your family, your church, your community, and this world, they need you to stand up and to stand out for God. We're needed right now. And don't forget, you're needed right now. I want to give a special thank you to Pastor Terrence for popping in today and giving us a teaser of an upcoming podcast. And to all of our listeners, please take a few minutes to subscribe to the Men After God podcast so that you can stay connected. And we do ask that you please take a moment to leave us a review. You can also learn more about River of Life Kingdom Ministries at www.rolkm.com. See you next time.